What is good, America? It is October 28th. That happens to be a Monday. I'm back with my boy Todd. What's up, cucks? And you are listening to the TD Podcast. All right, all right, all right. It's week nine of the NFL, but we're going to talk about week eight because we like to live in the past. We're going to do our top 10 power rankings since every other team outside of the top 10 is kind of irrelevant. It's kind of like the cream rises to the top and the rest is just garbage teams that probably should be tanking at this point. You know what's weird is there was a little bit of a stretch where like the final two playoff spots could be like a guy, a team that won the championship. But if you look at the last few years, it's always the teams with the bye that end up making the, the Super Bowl and are the best teams. So I think I'd it's like important to, for us to focus on the top ten. I'd like to see the stat on when the last time a four or lower seed actually won it. The last team to win it without a bye had to have been the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think they were a wild card team, but they definitely didn't have a bye. And then before that, it must have been... Giants, but we we went through a stretch where it was Giants, you know the Steelers in 05. You know there was there was times where the the wild card winner people were looking, oh they're hot going into the playoffs. Look out for them. Now it's you know the buy is the most important thing you can have. You got to be good all year long. Best team, the best team seems to win it more often than not recently in the NFL. So yeah, especially in the NBA too. Yeah, I mean, and going off of that, our both of our number one team, I'm assuming, is the Patriots, just because. They get the benefit of the doubt. They've they've been in the Super Bowl. They've gotten the bye the last, you know, eight seasons or whatever it is. Um, they're eight and zero. Only one other team undefeated, and Tom Brady is their quarterback. So that's why I have them. Yeah, you can't team. be you can't be a prisoner of the moment with like the Niners, the Packers, or the Saints. It's they won the Super Bowl last year until they lose. They have to be your number one team. They look. I mean, that defense looks incredible, and of course you have playmakers on offense and. And the fucking goat at quarterback, so. I think they're going to break the record that Tampa Bay set in 2002 for most touchdowns by a defense. They've got to be close already. I, I'm not exactly sure what the number is, but they're, they've, I mean, just last week they scored again on a fumble return by a high tower. You know, they're they're great at all levels. Uh, defensive line play, they're disciplined. They don't have one guy that necessarily gets to the quarterback, but as a group, they really push the pocket. The, the linebackers are flying around with Jamie Collins, Dante Hightower, Kyle Van Noy rushing the passer, and then in the back end, obviously, it's the best secretary in the league. And we've seen that passing defense is a really major component of Super Bowl teams. You know, that you're not going to be able to compete in this league if you can't stop people from scoring. With how much teams throw now, you have to have good secondary play. That's why there's a lot of teams that, you know, they could be a Super Bowl contender, but they can't stop Rodgers or Brady or Wilson, and that's why they're going to end up losing in the playoffs or later on down the road. But... You know, moving on from that, who's your who's your number two team? I have a feeling we have some disagreements coming up. My number two team is the San Francisco 49ers, which I hate to see as a Hawks fan because I don't like the Niners. Never have. I hate them. They're probably the team I hate the most, to be honest. But their win yesterday against Carolina was really impressive. I mean, they put an absolute thumping on the Panthers, I mean, that offense looked unreal, putting up 51 points against a good defense. I mean, you know, you got Keekly there. It's not it's not a trash defense. It's a good defense. So that's why I would put them uh, second, just because 
Yeah, the Packers and Saints are right there. For me, it's like 2A, 2B, 2C. I mean, if they played each other, it would probably be whoever's at home would win. But I'll take the Niners just because, hey, you got a clean you got a clean sheet right now. You're 7-0, and and I'll take that over a team with a loss, even though some weeks they have looked a little bit more impressive. But they looked really impressive last week. And I'll take the team that's undefeated that always finds a way to win. So, yeah, like you said, you have you have the Niners, too, and then the Saints and Packers kind of as 2A, 2B. Yeah. Um, I have the Saints as number two. I know they have a loss. I think, you know, that loss, pretty sure that was to the Rams. And it was, you know, they had that weird call where the touchdown got called back and they didn't get it. And then it ended up being kind of a blowout, you know, 27-9. and nine. But I honestly think if they played that game again today, they'd, they'd probably kick the Rams' ass. I their, think defense, so. their defense is for real. I mean, the Saints' defense has been for real for a while. They haven't even had Drew Brees all season. They just got him back and they kicked the Cardinals' ass. I think this team is well-rounded. There's not really an area on their team that I see as, like, an issue. I You know, I think they're going to win their division and get a bye. And I think they're going to have the... Probably the easiest road to get to the Super Bowl. Even if they have to go to the Niners, I think that's going to be an easier game than some may think. I also don't think the Niners are necessarily... They may be undefeated right now. I don't see the Niners being able to, you know, finish the season, you know, that strongly. Uh, When I'm looking at the Niners' schedule, they got New Orleans later in the season in December, so that'll be a game to watch. Obviously, it's probably going to be a, a crucial game for home field, but... Going forward, they play the Hawks, they play Packers, they play the Ravens, they play the Saints. I'm pretty sure we're going to finish with four or five losses. So I, I think the proof will be in the pudding these next few weeks for the Niners. I really believe in the Saints, especially the quarterback and the coaching position. I think that they have the advantage. But, you know, it's I, I definitely can understand why you have the Niners second. I have them number three. Their defense is nasty. Bosa, unblockable. They'll definitely have to prove themselves going down the stretch. We, well, we always find out at the end of the year who these real teams are. Obviously, they haven't had much of a test yet, but they passed one of their first tests this weekend. The with Panthers. The, with the Panthers, and they looked really, really good. They so, yeah, Rams, of, of, so. Course, of course, when they play the Saints, we're going to find out a lot in that game. Teddy Bridgewater, I mean, at this point, is Teddy Bridgewater that much of a drop-off from Drew Brees? Can we really, can we really say he used to be a starter in this league? Mm-hmm. There was a time with Minnesota where we thought, hey, this guy might be the future of the Vikings and might, you know, lead mm-hmm. him to championships or something like that. He snapped his leg. And then, yeah, he had a gruesome injury. Yeah. But I still think, you know, it's been a while since then. I think he's had time to come back. And I still think he can be, a you know, a top-level quarterback. Now, obviously not elite, but he can be, you so know, a guy a with a great team around him mm-hmm. can win can win a title. Mm-hmm. I think there's not that much that much of a drop off between him and Drew Brees. Now, yes, they've looked really good. Yeah, we'll find out down the road who the actual best team is between the Niners and Saints, or the Packers. Obviously, yeah. they play each other, so it it'll come down to this. But if I had to grade it off right now, I'm gonna go Niners, Packers, and then Saints. I've been really impressed by the Packers. Packers and Saints is probably the closer than the Niners with me. I think it depends who's home for that game. The Saints very well might be the better team of all three of them. I just, I don't know yet. It's hard to tell. But then after, so we have the same top four there, right? Pats, um, Niners, yes. Packers, Saints. Yeah, yeah I, would, I would say Packers are the fourth best, but yeah, that's, I think That's they the consensus, really like, who I think will be in it at the end of the year. And then next after that, I have the Vikings. I'm a big believer in the Vikings right now. I think Dalvin Cook is a monster. I think he can take over a game. 
absolutely just ruin a defense if you let them get out in space. I think their defense is really good. That's another thing that sets them apart for me from a couple other teams on this list is they do have a really good defense. I believe in their defense. And, you know, I'm a prisoner of the moment right now, but Kirk Cousins looks really good. He looks He's playing elite. I'm not saying he's elite overall, but as of right now, he is playing as an elite quarterback. Maybe him getting called out by Thielen and Diggs is the wake-up call he needed to start playing this way. But if he keeps it up, now, we're like I said, we're going to find out down the road if he can play it in a Sunday night game or if he can, any any big game for that matter, if he can actually play at this level. Going toe-to-toe with uh, Mahomes this weekend, so we'll see. We'll see about that one. But as of right now, I got the Vikings right behind those teams because they have all the other pieces, wide receivers, running backs, good O-line, great defense, quarterback is playing elite. I'll take I'll take the Vikings right now at five. So I like all the points that you made, I think, are, are exactly what I'm going to say. I actually have them further down my list, but just to point out, you know, Kirk Cousins, yes, he's been applauded the last few weeks, but, you know, since he struggled against that Bears defense, he's played great against the Giants, the Eagles, which is a terrible secondary, probably one of the worst in terrible. the league. And then um, the Lions and the Redskins. Didn't play even particularly great against the Redskins last Thursday. I don't know. I'm just dubious on him, man. I don't know. I can't trust him, and I love that roster, but all the teams I have in front of them, I trust way more with the quarterback position. And, and in terms of, I think, when you're looking at you know, his help on offense... As far as coaching, I mean, Mike Zimmer's not an offensive mind. Um, I think some of the other teams that I have ahead of them, it's it. I just trust the quarterback and, and the coaching a little bit more. For me, let me touch back on the Packers a little bit. Aaron Rodgers looks like the best he's looked in a few years. Yeah. I mean, he looks he looks healthy. He looks happy to be there. And and the, the MVP talks are going to start ramping up for him. I mean, they already have, but yeah. No, by I, the end of the year, he'll be he'll be in that top four MVP. See, for me, I mean, yeah, I think top four. I don't know if he wins it just because Aaron Jones is playing so well and he's been so great for them that you know it, it that's that's a big reason why you know they've they've been succeeding so much on offense. I mean he hasn't had a running game or an option out of the backfield like this in quite some time. You know I I, I really like them going forward. I think their defense is legit. I think his relationship with the floor is you know getting better and I see them going far. I don't know. I, I like their home field advantage. I like their schedule the rest of the, rest of the way out. We're going to see when they play, you know, some of these other teams like the Niners and the Vikings, but I honestly, I think they end up with a bye. Number five, I, probably a little bit too high, but, you know, I'm going to put Kansas City number five. You know, I think having Mahomes come out as soon as they got Tyreek Hill back, they haven't been firing on all cylinders yet this season. And they're five and three. I mean, they're they've dealt with injuries all year. They've dealt with a lot of issues. They're still five and three. Ultimately, I think they're gonna get a buy in the AFC just because their their schedule is favorable and because you know I think they have the best quarterback in the game right now. Hopefully, he comes back off an injury and you know he's still able to play at that MVP level. You know, we will see going forward when he plays this Minnesota defense this week, where you know it's a great defense. Zimmer's gonna cook up a great game plan. Probably gonna come after him. Um, so I I. I I could see them definitely moving lower, more in the ran- more in the nine ten range. If they get if they get beat by the Vikings pretty badly, then certainly, which could happen. But I think it's just been a rough couple weeks for them, just because of the injuries and all the circumstances. I think by the end of the team, the end of the year, they really shape up. Who do you have at number five? The Vikings are my number five, but 
Now at six, I have Colts. Okay, so do I. I have Colts at six as well. So I have the Colts at six right above the Chiefs because they went into Arrowhead and beat the Chiefs. So I'll take them over the Chiefs right now. Obviously, down the road, as more of a threat to actually win the Super Bowl or get to the AFC Championship game, probably the Chiefs. But as of right now, I'm going Colts ahead of them. That's a really good point. I actually... I. I have that rule in my head. Usually when I'm looking at teams head-to-head, I'm like, okay, who actually won this game? You're right. They prob- The Colts probably should be ahead of them. But, again, I'm just projecting. Like, I can't see. Like, if they had to play again, I just can't see Brissett going and going into Kansas City and winning in the playoffs. But, you know. Especially with a fully healthy Mahomes. I mean, yeah. Mahomes was healthy, but he wasn't really healthy. No, no Tyreek in that game either. Exactly. So, and Tyreek Hill is a absolute game changer changer. i mean we saw it uh what was it last night when tyree kill even when he's not getting the ball packers defenders they're putting three guys on him because he's so fast and i couldn't even imagine being that fast as a human being where an entire defense is just focused on like that guy is so fast that we have to focus three defenders on him at all times to make sure he just doesn't kill us and then you got guys coming out of the backfield wide open you got Robinson getting, you know, one-on-one matchups. Hardman. Andy Reid's probably the most underrated coach in the league. It's because he doesn't he know what a clock is. He can't manage the clock. Have you ever seen a coach at that level not be able to, like, understand, like, time of a clock? Like, I mean, This dude I guess, is so bad the, at the time clock, management. The clock management stuff is obviously, you know, brought up a lot. I think it's a little bit blown out of proportion i think i think it's just in certain big spots he might get you know he kind of almost like a Kirk cousins thing goes blank and doesn't know what the he's just kind of looking around like a walrus on the sideline <laughs> but I, I mean so that's a fair point you know he has messed up in the past but like i'm not gonna i still think he's a top five coach in the league i think it's like him sean payton i mean belichick's obviously in there and oh then, for sure but it comes down to when they, you know, when it's the AFC Championship game and you're in Foxborough, or yeah, even yeah. even no. if you're in Arrowhead and you're in the last drive of the game, no, I agree. You're just, you know, not able to use the clock. They're situational. Properly. They're situational football. Their ability to play situational football is clearly not as good as the Patriots or some of the other well-coached teams like the Saints. But I do think that at the end of the day, he's one of the best play callers, and paired with Mahomes and Hill, and then like. All the running backs they always have, like, it, it it's going to be – the defense for the Patriots when they do play them is going to be challenging. I think they're going to give up the most points they have all season. I mean, it's they, their offense is that good when definitely, the is on. Definitely arguably the best offensive mind in the game right now. It's either him or maybe, maybe Kyle – McVay or Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I think that's one of the other things that makes the Niners dangerous is Kyle Shanahan – his game plan and schemes right now on offense are unbelievable. Look at Atlanta he's since getting, he left. Yeah, he's just, get he's getting guys wide open, and he's got lots of talent. Just and, added Emmanuel Sanders too. I like that ad. Yeah, that's part of the other reason why I have the Niners saw it. All right, so number seven, I got Baltimore Ravens. I think, you know, I have them just ahead of the Hawks. Just as something that you mentioned earlier, they they played head to head and Baltimore won. Um, Lamar Jackson, he is a bitch to game planned for. I mean, he's so different from every other player in the league. Against the Hawks, watching that, he looked like Michael Vick. I mean, some of the some of the runs this guy's having for 30, 40 yards, and then just, like, making guys look just slow. Stopping, look unathletic. Stopping on a dime, and then just going the other direction. Yeah, I'm like, dude, are we playing in slow motion? He looks like he's, like, just two times faster than everybody else on the field. 
I mean, we got a fast linebacker in Bobby Wagner, and he's just easily beating him to the outside. It's I would say the three quarterbacks that are just absolute bitches to game plan for, Mahomes, Russell Wilson, and then Lamar Jackson. Like those those three are just they they just they make so many plays that are not supposed to happen that you can't coach that. Those, There's nothing that you can coach to like take that away other than hey man, just we'll get him next time. I mean, you it, what can you do? They're so athletic. Those three and and Rodgers when he's on. Okay, yeah, are... Rodgers even but see even now it's like he's a little bit past his prime versus those those three are like very much in their prime athletically. True. Running around is where it's tough to game plan for them because it's not a play it's just them creating shit but rogers also does have that element of absolutely the play is extended because he is mobile as well too the play is extended and then just chucking one and it just happens to drop right into the back of the end zone Mm -hmm. and you're like hey there's nothing you can do to stop that. Mahomes is like the new Aaron Rodgers for sure. Oh yeah. Like he's like the new Aaron he'll have some Hail Marys in his and then your boy Earl Thomas Making a def- making a difference for the Ravens defense. I mean, I like I'd... flipping the bird at us and then goes and beats us. <laughs> yeah, fucking a. I mean, I don't know. I just I think that they're a team in the AFC that I'm probably more scared of than than the Colts. Just projecting now, the Colts have played great. I have them ahead of my rankings right now too. And I said that if I could go back, I'd probably put them ahead of the Chiefs. But I'm way more scared of Baltimore and and Kansas City as a Patriots fan. I would much rather see the uh much rather see the Colts come to Foxborough than either of those other two other teams because they're just much easier to game plan for. You, you know what you're gonna get, and then yeah. you, you got guys like fucking Mahomes and uh, Lamar Jackson. It's like you can do all you want to game plan for all these guys, but at the end of the day, there's one player on the field that could just pull something out of his ass, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's like a it's like a you know LeBron James mm-hmm. or a Jordan where it's like. You can scheme all you want, but at some point, that guy's just going to make a play that you physically cannot stop. And this week... The, and it's frustrating. I believe, it's really frustrating. I believe the Patriots play the Ravens this week, and we're going to see really how good this this uh, Patriots defense is. I mean, if they can, you know, have Lamar Jackson turn the ball over, running around with his head cut off, looking like a rookie quarterback, second-year quarterback, whatever... I think that, you know, it's it's going to be... Actually, no, scratch that. He is kind of still a rookie quarterback because he didn't start until, like, late in the season last Week year. Week 10. Yeah. He got so, his first start. So it's still his, technically, like, his first 16 games, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, tech, he is a second-year player, but... I think Belichick's gonna make him look silly. I don't. I don't think he's gonna be ready for this. A defense this good, this athletic, this prepared. I think they're gonna show him looks that he hasn't been able to see before. I don't, I'm just worried about. They've been blitzing more than usual this year. I think what they're gonna show on film is gonna be what the opposite of what they do. I think what they're gonna do is they're gonna rush three or four, and then have spies, and then load up in the box, and then make sure the secondary is just playing man to man because those wide receivers aren't gonna get open on the secondary. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Lamar deals with that. I think clearly it's going to be his biggest challenge this far, and we can see a lot. Now, if the Ravens come in and they smack the Patriots around like they have before, I mean, they came in and make us look like little girls before in Foxborough because they just out-tough us. But I don't know. I just, I haven't, I haven't, I don't see them coming in and making the defense look like that this year. I think our defense is much better than in years past, so. I think the Pats win. And I don't think Lamar has his greatest day, but I think he makes a few plays here or there that keeps the game close, and the Ravens' defense is good enough to keep the game close. I think it'll be 
you, like you're gonna have twenty four seventeen tight tight butthole going down into the fourth quarter. Absolutely, you know you're gonna be a little yeah. bit nervous. I think the Pats are just better, so they end up winning. But mm-hmm. I think Lamar Jackson makes enough plays spread out throughout the game to where it stays close and they get a few scores. Also, the performance that Nick Chubb had this week kind of makes me nervous for Ingram and him just because. I mean, he did fumble a couple times, but, you know, they they didn't do a great job tackling Chubb. It was um, rainy. It was wet. Yes. Things so, get hectic when it gets wet. Yeah. So, I, you know, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that game plays out. I think that's going to be one of the more entertaining games this, this upcoming week. Oh, yeah. That's definitely a must-watch for this weekend. Who do you have at seven? Or did you already? I had the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs okay. at seven. So we've already talked about and them. Then, so. And then I had... The Ravens after that, and then I have the Hawks right after that. Okay, yeah, I, I have the, the Hawks eight. I had the Hawks at nine. Just Go on because your Hawks we rant. Lo- I have the Hawks at nine just because we lost the Ravens. We're 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 fake tough guys. We're fake tough guys. As much as it hurts me to say, we're six and two, but our six wins are over not that great teams. Our two losses are against two actual legit teams. We got smacked by the Saints at home. We got smacked by the Ravens at home. Well, that Ravens game, it, it's still close, and if DK Metcalf doesn't just drop the ball and they return it for a touchdown. I arguably think Russ probably has a great last five minutes of the game and we get it really close, if not tie it up. But like I said, DK decided to just drop the ball like it was a hot turd on a Saturday afternoon. (laughs) But so that one was a tough one. I think if we replayed him, obviously things could be different. That's just how sports Mm -hmm. work. Right. I still have them easily like, in that second tier of the NFC, as you as do you, where it's like clearly the three, the the Niners, the Packers, the Saints. Although, I'm telling you, they might finish above the Niners. They might finish with a better record than the Niners. There's the Niners' schedule is very tough. Well, we have to play the Niners still twice, and those games. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. So I I think that you know we'll we'll see, but I think right now they're definitely tier two. Kind of around like the the Vikings and the Rams and maybe maybe even Colts maybe even throw well for NFC but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 in the Colts range yes yeah. yes yes I would agree so no I could easily see us going twelve and four mm-hmm. twelve and four is very reasonable and that would have us kind of in there for a buy it would depend obviously well no we wouldn't get a I think buy. you'd I think you'd be yeah I think you'd be the three seed in that case but twelve and four probably means you win the division. Twelve and four probably win the division. That would, I think, we'll probably split with the Niners. We'll probably get one at home. They'll get one at home. If we could win both, then that's probably the best division right now. Oh, easily. You look at well, it. not either that, or the, either that or the North in the NFC because the NFC North is pretty good too. Loaded, but their worst team is the Bears, who yeah, have a or top five defense. Yeah, yeah. Well, those, I'll take the Lions over the Bears right now, which Trubisky's is which so is bad. which is crazy. Trubisky's so bad. They should try to trade for Bridgewater. Yeah, they should go for Bridgewater or Foles or, Give up a first or, or round Minshew pick. or something. I Give don't know, up a maybe. first round pick for one of these guys that's like a backup or like in a weird spot right now because what going okay clearly Trubisky is not the answer. You're gonna draft a guy next this offseason anyway because you can't waste that defense away. You should draft him in the first round. So why not now. just yeah why not just do it right now if you're seeing a guy like Minshew or you're seeing a guy like or Bridgewater who you know. Next year in the first round, you're probably only going to get a guy that's as good as them anyway. I don't see anybody that's going to come in and be better than what they've done. So, like, why wouldn't you do that right now and try to make a playoff run right now with this defense? Because I'll tell you what, 
they're probably better than the Patriots' defense. And if they had Tom Brady on the other side, they'd probably be playing even better than they are now. It's just because they have Trubisky. It's like you know, give us a break, man. We're 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 dominant and we we're average. If they know? go, if they go like seven and nine, six and ten, and you're drafting at what fifteen ish yeah. area. You, you go could draft pr- Ryan Tannehill. You could probably get Jalen Hurts, and I think that wouldn't be the worst option. But do you think that he's going to be better than a Minshew or a Teddy Bridgewater? Jer- right away. The, the jer- Not, well, yeah, we don't know. That's, that's the point. True. So why wouldn't you go get a guy that you already know? It's like the Jimmy G philosophy. It's like, okay, we could give up a draft pick and get this guy who we know can play in the NFL now, or we could wait and try to get somebody and the other thing is if you get Bridgewater or well I guess Bridgewater's on a one year contract so but if you trade for a guy like Minshew you're getting a guy on a rookie deal just like you would drafting a guy so they yeah. should try to go after someone like that I really I you know it'd be a shame if they didn't what if the Jags go Minshew's our guy Foles have then. Foles yeah so yeah. and that would that would be even still upgrade over Trubisky oh and isn't, fucking anything so he's Arguably the worst quarterback in the NFL, besides maybe Rosen or who else? Dude, it's so we're looking at quarterbacks is like so unfair because you like, yeah, I would agree Rosen probably is the worst based on the numbers and stuff. But it's like, who's he got to throw? No, to? yeah, it's like kind of the same thing as like David Carr back in the day when he got drafted by Houston, and it's like he just got obliterated by <laughs> like you know, and that's Josh Rosen these last two years. I mean, he's just playing around garbage and he's just getting annihilated getting his ass kicked it's like dude how can you like mitch trubisky is where it's like dude you got everything you need you got weapons you got fucking defense you got great offensive mind coach like what what more can we give you i would argue that rosen might be better than trubisky considering you know he's had a couple of games where he had like some decent stat lines and he's doing he's throwing to nobody this would be kind of a a weird thing but what if they tried to get Mariota because he's his contract's about to be up so they trade for him and then they get him on the low because he's been so bad Mm. that they could get him on the low and then with a better team around him and and, in a better offensive scheme he just does way better because I think Mariota is an upgrade over Trubisky but I don't think Mariota's that great but I think in in the right in the right area and with the right coaching he really could be I mean, I th- Matt Nagy's great. I think they got to go more in than Mariota. I don't think Mariota's that big of an upgrade. I mean, he is because he's at least decent. That's and what Trubisky I mean. When Trubisky plays decent, when he plays decent, which is what Mariota is, that team is like 10, 12 and 4 because their defense is so fucking good. I just think they should go bigger than that. I think they should go for an actual good quarterback, which is Bridgewater or a guy that has potential to be good to, like, you know, mm-hmm. second-tier quarterback, mm-hmm. like maybe a Minshew or something like mm-hmm. that. I think they just got to go more in than a Mariota who... He's had some decent teams as around like third, him. He's had, as, some, he's had some wide true. receivers, a running game, and as some a, decent O-lines. As a third or fourth option, I say... Because they, they've just got to make a change. I mean, it's hard to watch these games. Like, you see Trubisky just struggling like that. It's, it's I mean, they, they took, I mean, it's been established, but they took him over... Mahomes and Deshaun Watson that whoever that GM is needs to be fired immediately I that that is too big of a mistake to trade up in the draft for Trubisky I mean it, it really and I didn't see it at the time either I was like this guy was he got average at North Carolina like I remember he went to a Bulls game and he got booed the day after he yeah. got drafted and I felt yeah. bad for him you know, but now I don't feel bad for him because he sucks I mean you that know. was a bad draft pick that was really but that's arguably fireable offense mm-hmm. for a GM like 
dude, you. But that's bad. That's real bad. I don't have them in my top ten. Although if they got a quarterback, they'd probably they'd be right there. I have the Vikings at nine. We've already kind of talked about them. Like I said, I don't believe in Kirk Cousins, but if he proves me wrong these next couple of weeks, they are gonna shoot up my list because I love that roster. Shoot I think. it up like a heroin. I would. Usually, yeah. And then yeah, like and, a butt plug. Uh, yeah. Pop it out. <laughs> and then at ten, I got Rams. Speaking of butt plug, I got Rams at ten and. <laughs> They they're you know they're on a two game win streak, but I, against bad I, teams. But all I'm taking them right now based off of in the Super Bowl last year, just got Jalen Ramsey. I think you know they're you know getting their legs back underneath them. I think they're actually a threat going down as a wild card. As a wild card team, they could be a dangerous wild card. Oh team. yeah, that's the if that's Goff the wild card you well. don't want to play. Oh yeah, if Goff started playing well, they would be a dangerous wild card team. It's not like they have that big of like a home field advantage anyway so yeah. I, I i you know i i think they have been a disappointment this year i think in the future going forward they're in a rough spot you know they obviously extended golf who gave him a lot of money doesn't look like he's necessarily worth that especially when you look at how important the rookie contract for quarterback thing is i mean if you're a great organization unless you find somebody like brady or rogers or mahomes i'd argue if you have somebody the level of golf instead of giving him all that money just find another guy and just plug him in. I mean, with that team, I mean, there's so many guys. I mean, you could put Minshew on that team, and they would be just as good. I don't I don't see it with Jared Goff. I think he's fine. I think he's a starting NFL quarterback, but I don't think he deserved all that money. They, they extended Todd Gurley early. Didn't understand that. Now it looks like a terrible, terrible decision. They gave Brandon Cooks a bunch of money. I don't Is he even a top 25 wide receiver in the NFL? Maybe top 25, but, like, is that worth paying somebody? I don't know. I mean, it's it just goes to show that, like... They're cashing out replaceable players, yes. which you never want to do. I they, mean, there's so many guys in the NFL. Why would you Why Aaron, would you go all in on somebody that Aaron you Donald, don't know if they're going to be there in a couple Aaron of years? Aaron Donald, cash him out. And now that they have Jalen Ramsey, I don't think they even have room to cash him out, which is unfortunate because... If you were able to lock those two players up, those are two players that I could get on board with giving them a lot of guaranteed money and signing them to four or five-year deals. But, you know, the running back position, especially when he had already had injuries, had a lot of carries on his body from Georgia and in the NFL. I would never pay a running back. I would never pay a running back. years early, too. They paid these guys years early, so they thought that they'd get them on the cheap end. But really, if they had just waited, they would have probably signed them for, like, a you know, one half or 75% of what they set, so, uh, signed them for. it. It's kind of unfortunate. I, last year, they looked like they were the next dynasty. This year, I mean, we'll see if they make the playoffs. It's tough in the NFC. I mean, it's kind of devastating when you go all in on a team and they don't win the title. That's, That's tough. Yeah, Especially yeah. when you should have, too. I mean, uh, ugly Super Bowl, should have won it, and now, you've, and now they, they're going all in again, pushing all their chips in. And this team doesn't look half as good as last year's team. They don't have first-round picks for the next few years. so I can't wait for them to suck. Oh, they're going to suck. They're going to get in that new stadium, and they're going to be 8-8, and and I'm going to love it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how people start to look at Sean McVay if they do continue this trend. Especially if he continues to not be this mastermind that people thought he was going to be. I mean, Mm -hmm. he got exposed in the Super Bowl. And hasn't really looked exactly the same since. But yeah, you know, those are those are our top ten teams right now, and you know who we like going forward. You no, know, I think, you know, I think it's a pretty good list. Like I said, we I didn't go based on record really. I I have the 49ers third, but you know we'll see. These next few weeks in the NFL are going to be fun. I was a I was a prisoner of the moment. Todd was the rational human being, <laughs> so 
that's no way to live life being rational. But <laughs> if, you, if you want to, go for it. Speaking of prisoner of the moment, I'm still sad from that Saturday game. That Coog loss. Thank God I didn't go to Eugene. Jeez. Yeah, all right. Let's uh let's transition to college football. Yeah. WSU. God, we were so close. We were so close there at the end. And with a minute left, you just knew that our defense wasn't gonna stop anybody. Anybody. It was, it was nerve-wracking, man. I mean, you see that that it's not like Herbert had looked that good that game either, but it's like, okay, they got a minute left, two timeouts. There's no way that the defense is gonna hold on. And I you know what's funny is I knew Gordon was gonna march down and score, but I Oh, I've got complete faith in Gordon. But as soon as as soon as the defense got back on the field, it just it I I got pissed. After the first play, you can you can normally tell on the first play of a like a game winning drive. Like if you get if you get a sack the first play of like a game winning drive, they're not gonna score. If they get a twenty yard gain, you're fucked. Yeah, that was the other thing. They were getting like Chunks. First of all, they got a great return. Yeah, on the return. that's that's when I was like, ugh. ooh, they're already at the forty. Yeah, ooh. and they needed. Ugh, it and was I, just and you're only down one. Hard ooh. to watch, man. Our defense. I don't think I've ever seen a worse tackling defense in my life. Uh, I mean, they're we, so milk toast. They're it's, soft. It's so it's so hard to watch. I mean, the offense, the offense is you know doing its thing at per usual. Anthony Gordon leading the NCAA in passing right now. I, I personally, the more I watch him, I think he looks like. The next, you know, backup for the Patriots. I hope they draft him. He looks good, but I, I don't know. I, 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 it's hard to watch a team that clearly is better than their record. You know, I. The only way this season can really be salvaged is if they beat UW. I, I, because you know, coming off the seasons that we've been having, I mean, we we really should be six and two, seven and one right now. If our um, defense was even just even serviceable. Average. Yeah. I mean, that UCLA game is unacceptable. We don't need to get into that. But just, I mean, they're still talking about it on TV because it's clear that it, like, it's, so it's bad. carried over. I mean, that defense before that game wasn't, no one was talking about it like, oh, it's their it's their Achilles heel. It's the reason why they're not going to be yeah. great. I mean, and now it's like, no, it's really, really, really bad. Like, they, they can't tackle. It's mental. They can't tackle. Tackling's it's, mental. It's, it's not, they're, they're strong enough. We got a good strength and conditioning coach. They're, you know, our scheme, obviously it's half scheme, but it's also just not having fucking heart back no. there or leadership. I or, mean, that ASU game, the Oregon game, UCLA game, we got to win two of those. And, I mean, I get it. I mean, Oregon, Oregon and ASU fine. are probably better than us, but, like, we still should have come out with one of those games because of the way that Gordon played. I mean, we go to Eugene against what's now the number seven ranked team in the country, and we we have the lead with a minute to go. We're clearly a, a good team. It's just we don't have the defense right now, and I really hope that you know we can finish this season strong. And like I said, the way it can be salvaged is with a win over UW. But you know, if we you know we we win three or four more games this year and then get blown up by UW and then go to some shitty bowl game, it's gonna be depressing. Anytime you can beat UW at the end of the year, it ends up being a good year. But yeah, it's kind of one of those years where just the ball doesn't really. It, the it's ball's the opposite not of last year. the ball's not bouncing your way. Yeah, last year I think we got lucky. Almost every ball bounced our way, and then this year it's kind of just the opposite. Yeah, teams know. are just a little bit better than us, and we're not. You know, we don't have that mojo of just you know rolling teams and having that confidence of like you know what, even if we go down, we're still gonna win this game. I think now we go down, we're like shit. Here we go again. Yeah. No. I mean, do you see? Do you see uh, uh, Oregon or Utah? 
being able to make a run at the I could the see Oregon because you obviously get the name recognition. They probably want to put a Pac-12 team in just to mix it up. I mean, maybe they don't. Maybe they'd say, fuck the Pac-12. I just, you know, we want SEC, Big Ten, these powerhouse schools. But I think I think it, at least some voters are probably like, let's mix it up. Let's put it in Oregon. Obviously, if Utah runs the table and wins the Pac-12, I think they have a legitimate claim at getting in because I think there's probably going to be maybe one or two teams with one loss. Who do you have uh, making your top four by the end of the year? I think that it's tough because right now you have Alabama and LSU at, you know, LSU at one, Bama at two. Um, they have to they play, play each, each other. other. The loser of that game probably won't lose again, but because they play in the same division, won't play in the conference championship. So let's say hypothetically Alabama lo- loses to LSU, but then runs the table. They beat Auburn. They finish 11-1, and one, don't play in the SEC championship. And then you have... An, an LSU team that does play in the SEC championship, let's say, I mean, if they lost, then it's all it's all kinds of chaos. But if they win, I think they're clearly in. I just I don't see any way that Alabama gets left out with the rest of the rankings that I'm looking at right now. I think the Pac-12 beats up on each other. Clemson has they, their schedule so easy. They have a really good shot at stealing one of the spots at undefeated. And then Ohio State, I see them going undefeated, which means I can't see Penn State you know, pulling out a second Big Ten team. The Big 12, I guess Oklahoma could sneak up, but I I don't know. Do they take a one-loss Alabama team or do they take a one-loss Oklahoma team? I think they take a one-loss Alabama team even if they don't make it to that the championship to the sec championship you know i right now going forward my projections i think lsu is the number one team in the playoff i think ohio state is the number two team in the playoff i think ohio state might be the best team in the country like i think if they played lsu right now i think they could win which i don't think there's many teams that would clemson i think will be in the playoff obviously because they they will go undefeated and win their conference because their schedule is so bad but I mean, they could play UNC again in the ACC championship game. UNC gave them a run for the money a few weeks ago, but that that's all the more reason why they might be more amped for that game and kill them. I mean, if you people have been talking shit about Clemson this year, it's just because they've been like a little sloppy. But if you look at the scores, they're drilling teams. I mean, they're winning by more than thirty points almost every game. So I, I still see them making the playoff, and then Bama. I think with one loss to LSU, will still get in, and you know I think. That's a solid four. I think Clemson would probably lose to Ohio State. And then LSU-Alabama rematch, that's going to be... We're going to learn a lot when they play in a couple weeks, though, obviously. Yeah. My top four, I think Ohio State is the best team in the country. I think they run the table. I think they get the number one overall seed. Fight me on that. Number two, I got Clemson. I think they run the table. I don't think anybody touches them or gets sniffs them for the rest of the year. I think they get the number two seed... We have two undefeated teams. I think, actually, maybe maybe three. I'm not sure. Alabama, I think they I think they beat LSU. Obviously, it depends on Tua. If he if he's not healthy, then that that whole scheme changes. I think if Tua's not healthy or he's feeling the injury, LSU will win because I think that's how close those teams are. See, one player having feeling some sort of an injury means the entire other team winning just because that's how close they are. So I'll say Alabama wins out. They probably get the number two seed over Clemson. Okay. You got Clemson in there. And then I think LSU loses by three, maybe, to Alabama. 
doesn't end up playing in the SEC championship game, but because they only have one loss and it's close to Alabama, they get the number four spot. I could be wrong, but I think everybody else has one loss, and I think LSU's one loss is more impressive than everybody else's one loss. Mm -hmm. And so I'll take those four. Right on the outside, I'll have Penn State. I think they are really good. I think. How bad do you think they lose to Ohio State? Because I think they're going to get. I think they're going to get ran. They could get ran. They could get get ran, ran. but is the game in Penn State or in the shoe? Okay, so the game is at Ohio State, so I'll take Ohio State in that one, clearly. Yeah, I think I think that so they'll be they'll have one loss, but I put them right on the outside because if they do beat Ohio State, then they're in, no questions asked. And then on the outside, I also have Oregon and Utah because I think with a one loss Pac twelve team, especially because of Oregon's one loss, if either of them runs the table and wins in the Pac twelve championship chip game somewhat convincingly, I think if it's close, they might fuck each other or not. I don't know. Depends how the voters feel. But I think if Oregon runs the table, has one loss to Auburn 13 weeks ago, and has gone undefeated since, I think they have a legitimate shot at getting the number four seed. If something weird happens in that like Alabama LSU range where like the champion loses in the SEC championship yeah. game, then who all knows? Hell break. Yeah, who knows? All and then loose. and then yeah. there's and then there's Florida who would yeah. have one loss and win the yeah, win. SEC. See, well, that's that's the that's the deal breaker. Is if the team from the East from the SEC comes in and they win the SEC championship over a team like LSU or Bama that's undefeated, and they only you'd have, have three one-loss SEC teams. Ugh. And you know the SEC bias is crazy. F- it could end up. It could, unless if Clemson loses a game, they're out. They 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 their, their schedule is not good enough to compete with the rest of the yeah. be- the one-loss teams. They have to go undefeated, which they probably will. But if they don't. And let's say they have a one loss with all the SEC teams with one loss. And then, see, Oregon's only chance of getting in is looking is, is, really impressive is and if having they run hell the table. break loose. Exactly. Is if it will not complete hell because they basically need two That's teams true. to go undefeated and then everybody else to have like two losses. Mm-hmm. Like they need Florida with that second loss because if Florida wins out, they're. Oregon's I mean, you, rooting for upsets. Something crazy they to need, happen they need in these next have, three weeks. They need teams to have two losses, and then they'll have a legitimate shot, especially with a win over Utah in the in the title game. But I don't know. I just I don't see that happening. I think it's going to be the usual suspects. I really do. Oh, yeah. And I think I think we're really going to see the SEC bias come through if if, if Florida if Florida in. beats the SEC West leader by a hair. Mm-hmm. You could see, and Clemson's lost. You could see three SEC teams in Ohio State in there. I mean, the, the voters don't. The voters don't give a fuck. They just want to see the three best teams or the four best teams in in the league. And I mean, honestly, like if Florida were to beat Alabama or an LSU, they probably would be one of the four best teams. I mean, these these teams are loaded. True. These teams are loaded. So it's weird. Georgia, Georgia with that loss to South Carolina, I don't it's think they can get L. in there anymore. It's a bad loss. It'd be weird if Georgia with that loss <laughs> then won the SEC championship. As we're as you can see, we're clearly just way too far out to be predicting the playoff. That's why they haven't even come out with playoff rankings yet. But um, there's just too much going on. There's a shit ton of one loss teams. There's a ton of you know, there's still four no loss teams. I got MS five. S- I got five. SMU at the four spot. <laughs> yeah, I'll take UCF number two with two losses. Yeah, hey, two close losses. Though, <laughs> all right, hey, there's those. Hey, are... Cincinnati's good this year, yeah. man. <laughs> 
Hey, man, not the they're not the Bengals, dude. Who's the team that you see that's going to be crying at the end of the year saying we got screwed? Is it Penn State with one loss to Ohio State? I think it is. I think they could be one loss it's to Ohio e- State. It's either Penn State with one loss that doesn't get in because Oklahoma. it's to Ohio State and maybe it was like kind of close. But Oklahoma they get, might bitch too. But they it could be Oklahoma as well because they'll have one loss. And then there's also Oklahoma in this whole thing who was, you know, looking really good and then had one loss to a, probably a pretty good Kansas State team on the road. The Big 12's down right now, though. Yeah. Because Texas wasn't as good of a win for them as everyone thought, and West Virginia is not as good. And I could um, see maybe, like, Utah, who's a one-loss team at number nine right now, running the table, beating Oregon barely in the Pac-12 championship game, and sitting at, like, you know, 11-1 and one Pac-12 champion sitting at five or six. And with, then Alabama gets in without with, any with of those. like two one-loss SEC teams ahead of them, and it's like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Cry. Cry about it. I mean, you're going to play in the biggest non-playoff yeah, game, but you're not going to get... the Rose Bowl's going to be sick. Yeah. No, actually, it's not the Rose Bowl. It's uh, it's the other two this year. It's like the Orange and... Yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see either the Pac-12 team, because I think one of those teams will run the table. I think... Um, you know the Pac-12 team will probably bitch, or it'll be, or it'll be Penn State because I think Penn State will lose to Ohio State. But other than that, I think they'll that that'll be it. They won't win their division, and that's the other thing. College football needs to get rid of divisions because because of divisions, you have these issues of well, Alabama didn't play in their conference championship game because LSU beat them. Well, and in reality, it's clear that the Alabama Crimson Time should be playing the yeah. Tigers for the championship in the SEC. I don't care if they play in the same division. It shouldn't matter with the 21st century. I mean, divisions were created initially because we needed, like, schools within geographical distance that made sense, Yeah, you know, to save money. Now there's so much money. It doesn't matter. I mean, like, a flight of, like, if we played USC every year like we probably should, it wouldn't it wouldn't matter, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's, I just think that the divisions, because you have the, the Big Ten East with Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, and uh, Ohio State. The effect of that is you have a Minnesota team that gets to eight and zero, and then is a complete pretender. Or Iowa a few years ago that was undefeated in the Big Ten West, when they got they didn't make the playoff and were bitching because they were undefeated. It's like, dude, you you didn't play anybody, and not only that, you were like the fourth best team in your conference. It's just the rest of them were in the, the other division. The only conference where it actually makes sense this year is the Pac-12, where it's like, okay, your best team is probably Oregon, and your second best team is probably Utah, and they're in the other divisions. But we can, okay, but most of the time, the Pac-12 North yeah. is significantly better. And I would, I mean, maybe not this year, but like honestly, most years it is way better than the South. Yeah. I mean, with Stanford, Oregon, it UW, might be, UWSU. It might be changing though. Who knows? Arizona State, maybe this Herm Ed, Edwards things actually works out and they turn into a good program. USC gets back on their feet soon, possibly. You know, they actually like make good use of their top end recruits. And then you got three actual like good schools in the South, and then you got probably you know, I mean, somebody in the North is going to drop off. It's either going to be. I hate to say it, like us or Cal. I mean, we're always going to be good, but not like eleven and two. It's going to be you know us or Cal or something like that. And then you got your your Oregon and your Stanford and your UW, and then you got your three headed monsters in each division. And mm-hmm. then every once in a while, we'll compete for the Pac twelve. Well, North then you title. also have the SEC West, where it's like Bama, Auburn, LSU. <sighs> And then now, okay, now Florida is better, so the SEC East isn't as ugly. But, I mean, you still got Vanderbilt, Tennessee, South Carolina. I mean, these teams that they just beat up on, it's really just – and then Kentucky. 
Yeah, Ugh. yeah. And then Missouri. Yeah. Those are and then you Jeez. have Florida and Georgia are the other teams. And then the SEC West, it's like Bama, Auburn, LSU, Texas A and M, Ole Miss, who gets good recruits better than the bottom of the SEC East. Mississippi State's obviously not that great. And then um, I can't remember. Oh, Arkansas is not very good either. But, like, it's clear that the top of the SEC West is much better. It, it There just shouldn't be divisions. And, and now that it's 2020, 2019, it, it really it, – we need to change it. My big-time outside sleeper, Minnesota. <laughs> Go Gophers. They're 8-0. We're, they're not legit. But if they ended up beating Penn State or Ohio State, I would actually – I'm on board. I'm on board with them. I hope they, uh, if they ran the table, that would be the ultimate, like, wrench in the whole thing is if Minnesota somehow went, like, 12-0 and and just, like, yeah, you had to put them in. 12-0 and and then barely lose in the in the Big Ten Championship, and these Gopher fans were like, ah, to Ohio State. We gotta be in. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the ultimate wrench in the fucking Yeah. Well, like, well, like, well, like we said, it's probably too early to be guessing this stuff, but it's always fun to try. It's going to be a fun next couple weeks in college football. I'm really looking forward to that LSU-Bama game. It's going to be exciting. Now is when we get to, like, the, you know, the end of the season, like, okay, who's legit? Mm-hmm. We this, find out. This is when we get the, the Iron Bowl where... Oh. The craziness. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah. All right. My shout out of the week. Oh, yeah. My shout out of the week is tits. If you watched the World Series last night, you probably saw a nice couple pairs of knockers <laughs> right behind home plate. Shout out to those girls. I Weren't think, that big, but they were they were perky. They were nice. Grabbable for they sure. They were nice. Better than mine. So <laughs> you got to love that. My shout out of the week, balls from every sport. Good one. Um... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I gotta love balls. Speaking of balls, it was a sports equinox yesterday. So you had baseballs, soccer balls, ba- or footballs, basketballs, golf balls, hockey a lot cucks. of ho- hockey cucks. You had a lot of balls last night. So, hey, this is a good time of the year, though. You got college football, college. Uh, college football, pro football, and then NBA starting up. College basketball starts up here pretty soon. It's kind of a hectic time of the year. Love um, it. Craziness. Stir the pot. I remember last year when the Red Sox were in the World Series and the, the Celtics were favored. I remember when the Mariners were in the World Series. Oh, wait. That no, never happened. That never happened. Fuck. No, it's too bad. Sorry, I just I took shrooms. Going on me. like 50 years of never making the World Series. Yeah, dude, it's sick. I mean, <laughs> honestly, you got to love it. Hey, man. The Sox didn't win one for 86 years, so. That's okay. At least you had the ones that you had before well, anybody yeah. was born True. to remember. Yeah, when, you know, Babe Ruth was playing and whatnot. When uh, Jesus was around. When when Jesus Christ stepped up to the plate. Hey, I had him wrong. <laughs> All right, guys. Now we are going to move on to first week NBA overreactions. So, how about them Hawks? 2-0. and At this pace, they're going to go 82-0. and if I did the math correctly, I have a feeling that they're gonna take Philly to seven in the conference finals and then blow it. <laughs> Fuck, I could see that. No. Trey Trey Young pulls up from half court with a full minute left, thinking that it was one second left, and he airballs it, hits a kid in the face, gets kicked out of the league. Tough scene. That's what bold, I'm calling right now. Bold though. prediction: Trey Young, 2016 Steph Curry MVP campaign. <sighs> right now, I'm calling. You it. heard it. I'm you calling heard it, it right first. here. Right here, Trey Young averaging 36 a game. Todd said it, so it has to be true. Probably going to happen. Now, Sixers look, looked pretty fucking good. No, yeah, the Sixers are actually going to be really good. Our, They're going to probably win like we're 60 both, games. We're both Boston Celtics fans, so, you know, not 
the greatest start, but hey, two and one, two and one. We kind of got exposed against the Sixers in the first game of the year, which I don't know if you can say we got exposed if you haven't proven anything yet. But we are going to be very average. I think we go probably what? 50 oh, and I have no 50, idea about records right 50 now. 50 and 32. Or we're a perfect 2 and 1, so I say we go 66 and 33. I think the with averaging out <laughs> and then you subtract it by actual 82 games. So that's probably uh, uh, uh math. Yeah. Right. No, okay. <laughs> um the Pelicans kind of sad that Zion's not playing. Yeah, it kind of sucks. It's it's honestly it's it's sad, but you it know, also sucks they're not in the East. Hopefully he gets back to, you know, we can see what that team looks like because I think honestly that young talent, the young core they had, it's gonna they're be not, fun. They're still playing pretty good without him. Yeah, when they um, get him back, they actually might be you know the Rockets hanging around that eight. The Rockets, nine, the Westbrook Harden thing, gonna be so fun to watch this year. I mean, they're they're crazy. And through then, two so far though, they're kind of button heads. But the thing for me is like people are like they're already button heads. I'm like no, they gotta butt heads now so they can like. Figure it out yeah. later. I don't know. Buy. I don't buy any headline in the NBA right now. I'm kind of just like, okay. I'm buying like, everything. First the, of all, the Suns. Patriots are eight and zero. First of all, Suns are. They just beat the Clippers. So Clippers, uh, tough season for them so far. Uh, Suns looking like Devin Booker is actually going to turn into a good player instead of just collecting stats on a shitty team. I don't know, man. It's it's three games in. I'm not. Carl Anthony that yet. Towns. This isn't even an overreaction. Multiple people have said Carl Anthony Towns is the favorite to win the MVP right here, right now. Which, yeah, he is, but like, also, no, he's not. Tone it down. Yeah, what? Yeah, what like, the? F- did we? Did frick? we all just see Kawhi play against the Lakers? Like, pretty sure Kawhi is the leader for MVP right now in my book. Like, I don't. I just. I can't go and based off three games in October and say that some guy. Like, I'm not even ready to talk MVP until probably January. This is the perfect shitstorm for Jokic to actually like win the MVP yeah. this year. Yeah, I like, can see that. Yeah, I would honestly put money on it just because. He's like doesn't have that great odds, but he actually does have like a good chance because he's gonna be the best player on a team that could get the number one seed. I don't know what his stats look like, but I'm assuming they're good because he's a good player. Um, they did they like the Suns' only loss is by one point to the Nuggets, and they also beat the Clippers. So I mean, overreaction. Suns are going to the playoffs. <laughs> Which might not... That's a complete overreaction. I'm saying that right now. They're, Good. They're not this is this is This is NBA overreaction time. <laughs> that, I, that's the name. You want to know not Kelly, an overreaction? Kelly Oubre? A non-overreaction? Good-looking guy. <laughs> that guy <laughs> could fuck my daughter anytime he wants. I would let him date my mom. Not an overreaction? The Warriors aren't going to be good this no, year. They're, gonna they're going to probably win 30 to 35 games. I don't think Steph plays that much. I think he'll probably play like 50 games. He's probably burnt out from the last five seasons of going deep in the in the playoffs. Um, Clay's smoking so much weed right now watching this. <laughs> he's like, dude, I'm never coming back. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean I he'll come he'll back, back next season. Yeah, he'll be like next season. But I mean, like, boy, this is no over, point. This is over. Back. This is overreaction. So, retirement? <laughs> I don't know. You know Thunder? who should retire? LeBron. Yeah, go out on top by not making the playoffs. Dude, they're I don't Spurs. They, what if they don't make the playoffs this year? Spurs better than people. Okay, overreaction. Lakers. The Lakers won't make the playoffs. Overreaction. Whoa. Overreaction. Lodge bomb. Lodge bomb. Let me let me name you eight teams that will make the playoffs over them: the Rockets, the Jazz, 
the Nuggets, the Spurs. I mean, if uh, if Carl Anthony Towns is going to be MVP, then I would honestly say the Timberwolves. And then, okay, maybe not, honestly, looking at the West. But they might, if they're a 7 or 8 seed, they're going to get a lot of shit. The they, Lakers? They, they got to be a 5 seed or higher, otherwise there's they're going to get no, There's no reason why they shouldn't be a Oh my god, there's oh my an god. earthquake in the studio. <laughs> Holy shit. Call 911. Oh, we can do. That's going to be annoying. Speaking of that, we're getting new Rick and Morty pretty soon. Fun. We'll have to, to, to give our thoughts. I'm going I'm I'm to watch it. You better watch it because I'm going to watch it. And we're going to. We're going to talk about it. Dude, all right, back all to right, bets basketball. We're gonna place, no, I, I want to do this segment. Bets we're going to place in Vegas. Okay, so we I'm are I'm definitely going... betting the Cougs in Vegas for sure. Oh, yeah. Against California, yes. we have to bet them. Yeah, so we're going to Vegas on Thursday, which is going to be sick. Going to see Steve Aoki, Travis Scott, Kendrick. J. Cole, Kendrick, Tyler. You know, just you know, some low-key people. It's it's going to be pretty small. I, I don't pretty know if you've heard small. of them. Yeah. It's not going to be a like big event, but... Um, you know, there'll probably be a couple people there. A couple, hey, just a couple guys being bros, you know, just going to kick it, enjoy the weather. That's Dude. what I'm looking forward to most, the weather. But, yeah, okay, so bets. I'll, I'll put $10 down on Jokic MVP. And then oh, I'll put, shit. And then I'll put $10. It's a long bet. <laughs> and then I'll put, yeah, well, we only do long bets here. And then I'll do $10 down on Towns MVP. And then I'll do. Oh, wow, you're hedging your bets. Dude. I don't know what hedging means. It just means that you know what betting... hedging means to me: trimming your hedges in your bush. No, what it what Speaking it means. Speaking of bush, what it means is that you're... not shaving. What? <laughs> what it means is that you are uh, basically putting money on two different options for MVP, so that way, um. no matter what you win. So it'd be like hedging would be like, oh, I bet on the Cougs. Oh, now I'm gonna bet for Cal and. I win either way, but that's kind of that. It's more stupid in that situation. The MVP because there's so many options you can vote, mm. you can like gamble for a few different people. But mm. yeah, no, that that those are good. Those are probably good odds. I I would honestly probably like those. They've probably gone down since the start of the season because. But a lot of people are like, towns, 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 towns yeah. cities, cities. Um, but yeah, and then we'll. See. What about some college football? Bet a college football game while we're there. Should I just go in on which whichever one of the four that I could see actually winning the national title with the worst odds? Like, just go all in on Clemson because <laughs> they probably don't have that great no, of odds. Ohio State and Bama and LSU are probably the favorites. Yeah, then... so just go in on Clemson and hopefully Trevor Lawrence is like, got you, bro. I'm going to put money on the Gophers. Yeah, dude. Minnesota. Minnesota, that'd probably win you a shit ton of money yeah. if you <laughs> but go in on like Penn State. That would win you a shit ton that of money. That would win you yeah. a lot of money. Um, but they won't. But yeah, no, we gotta we we'll have to tell you guys about our experience in Vegas. Check out our Instagrams, check out some pictures we take. Um it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be a good time. Might be nice and lit uh, out in the Vegas, the desert. Also, if you guys have any plugs in Vegas, hit us up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright. No, pot's legal there, so is it? Yeah, we we're fine with that. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> Never touch the stuff. Don't like it. Don't like the smell. Yeah. You know what I like the smell of? Pussy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> love it. All right. We love you guys. All right, so that'll probably be our pod for the day. Stay classy, San Diego.